Welcome to the podcast from Eden Worship Center. Because we believe that it is God's Word that does God's work in God's people, we want you to hear the gospel preached in the gathering of believers. We want you to read it for yourself and to join us as we think together and talk together about the sermon from this past week and what's going on in our world. You can join the conversation by sending in your comments and questions to EdenWC at Hotmail.com. May God cause His Word to come alive in your heart today. Well, welcome everybody to the EWC Midweek Podcast. Pastor Matt here. Uh, Just by myself, I want to do a real brief overview of what we talked about on Sunday, looking at the Psalms. This was our introduction to the Psalms. We're going to be spending, I I think it's like a 12-part series going through different aspects, different types of Psalms. But the hope behind it is that we will create something of a toolkit to be able to take care of your own soul. That uh, The Psalm speaks of so many different varieties of emotions and responses that we go through. Uh, one of the one of the quotes that I had used on Sunday from John Calvin, I, I think it's so helpful. Uh, he describes the Psalms as an anatomy of the soul. In fact, that's kind of the tagline we've attached uh, to this study in the Psalms. Uh, and he talks about within it, you find all of the grief, sorrows, fears, doubts, hopes, cares, perplexities, All of the emotions that we experience are expressed in the Psalms. And it seems to just be a really raw emotion, not not filtered. It isn't dressed up in church language. But here's what, what we find again and again. We find real people going through difficult and real situations. And then they turn and remind themselves, yet, who is our God? So in the midst of Uh, fear, who is my God? In the midst of grief, who is my God? Even in joy and celebration, reminding themselves it is our God who has blessed us. He he has kept us and sustained us. So uh, looking forward to this coming week, we're going to be kicking off this study uh, in the Psalms with uh, Josiah is going to be sharing. Super excited. It's going to be his first sermon ever, and it's happening at uh, EWC Church Family Camp. So that, that should be kind of uh, an exciting environment to share your first sermon. But uh, he's going to be uh, going through three. And each week what we're going to do is we're going to take three psalms uh, that talk about sort of this range of emotion, whether it is psalms of lament or psalms of praise. And most of the time, what you're going to see in the psalm is it begins with whatever Uh, the situation, whatever the emotion that the person is going through, but then in reminding themselves of who their God is, uh, it seems like hope just creeps in, like uh, there's a settledness of the future that that settles over the psalmist. And our prayer is that it settles over your heart as well, that we teach ourselves to, in those moments of depression and anxiety to put the labels on it that we use nowadays that we go to God's word man especially the psalms that we look at them uh, and we are reminded our God is king or we look at them and reminded remind ourselves that our God is worthy to be praised that in this moment I will hold on I will wait for the Lord until he comes to rescue me and In doing so, I I think we put our feet back on the ground again. There's a a modern psychological tool called grounding 
we're in the midst of a panic attack or an uh, anxiety attack that you ground yourself. You, you remind yourself just starting with where you are. Okay, I'm, my world is not flying apart. I, I'm not, uh, you know, going to die in the next 10 seconds. Where am I? My feet are standing on the ground. And where I am, uh, the actual safety that's around me, and it's sort of a step-by-step process to ground yourself in the moment to say, I'm okay. That's not, it's not bad, but it's really incomplete because the reality is the moment that we find ourselves in is sometimes really scary. And just the fact that our feet are on the ground doesn't mean everything is going to turn out right in the end. How much better when Christians can, in the midst of those panicky situations and uh, heart-wrenching situations, stop and remind ourselves, not that my feet are on the ground, I've got this and keep going, but that our God is on the throne. He's got this. We can trust him and therefore we can keep going. Uh, We've talked about as we came to the end of our study in Genesis, how God has made covenant promises to his people, that God loves his people. God is guarding his promises. He's watching over his word to perform it. And yet for many of those examples that we find in scripture, uh, they died never seeing the full blessing of God poured out on his people. Even struggling for the right words because it oftentimes we think, okay, if God blesses me, it means this, this, and this. It it means my family is going to work out. My job's going to work out. Our finances are going to work out. My marriage is going to work. Whatever the thing is that you insert into that line. And we can, I think it's actually idolatrous when we come before God and we say, God, this is what it looks like for you to bless me because what we're not actually interested in uh, that moment is the God who has promised to watch over all things. He hasn't promised how it's going to turn out that he's just said it's going to be for our good and for his glory. And in the midst of it, he's going to surround us with his presence, Uh, not giving us the answer of why this is happening, but he gives us himself in the midst of it happening. And it's idolatrous when we actually look to God and say, God, you're not what I want. What I really want is this situation to turn out like this. And if it doesn't, well, then you're not good. Uh, That's trusting uh, in a false savior of a marriage that's a savior or a job that's a savior or family that's a savior, whatever it is. uh, The reality, God has said, I am the only one who can save. And then to demonstrate that he blesses us. He gives us unspeakable joys to remind us of his great goodness. And he blesses us by allowing us to go through heartache and difficulty, struggle, even sorrow, to remind us that he alone is the one who holds us firmly in the palm of his hand and that we can trust no other but him. He uses joy and sorrow to bring us to him. And so this study in Psalms, uh, I talked about a little bit on Sunday has to be two parts. It has to be theology. It has to be a right understanding. We, we have to get it into our head. This I believe about God, my God. And, and we see this pattern throughout the Psalms. Uh, somebody is struggling in the moment and they say, yes, but my God is the King upon the throne. He is ruling in this moment. Uh, be reminded that my God is the great high priest. This, this, 
mediator who stands in the Old Testament between the people and God and offers the sacrifices and brings God's blessing and forgiveness to the people. Uh, Well, the book of Hebrews so eloquently lays it out that we have that great high priest. We need no man to stand as mediator. Uh, Christ alone is the mediator between God and man. And not only is he uh, the high priest that stands there, he's the perfect sacrifice that was offered. Uh, He is redeeming his people, and that includes me. So when I feel lost in the moment, I can be reminded that Christ has died to redeem me. He has been raised that I might have newness of life. And right now he is interceding for me before the very throne of God. Uh, And that uh, in the midst of hardship and waiting that we have a Savior who will rescue his people. Now, it may not look like what we think it will, but we can have confidence that God is ruling, he's redeeming, and he is rescuing his people. And so the the pattern we see in Psalms is as they are reminded who their God is, uh, there's this surge of hope. There's this switch from lament to praise and saying, uh, this is who our God is and therefore he's worthy of praise. So it's theology and the second part is doxology, uh, rightly praising God, that that we would see him, that we would praise him and our our hearts are lifted. And I I just encourage you, as you read the Psalms, look for that pattern. Uh, Look for the the honest emotion, just the confession, God, I am struggling, I'm hurting. In fact, you find in the Psalms where they say, God, it feels like you don't care. It feels like you have abandoned us. And yet, then they reminded themselves that lest we go too far down that road and say things about God in his nature and character that are not true, yet God, you are faithful. Yet God, even though we stray, uh, you do not. You are watching over your people. You are a loving, saving, rescuing, redeeming God. And therefore, we have hope. Therefore, we will wait for you. And while we wait, we will praise. My hope in going through this study, as we look at different aspects of the Psalms, is that it becomes something that you can turn to in your moments of struggle, in your moments of heartache. So many people nowadays are are going through things and and they deal with it in a whole bunch of different ways, like turning to other distractions or uh, trying to medicate themselves out of it. Man, how much better, how much better when Christians can come before the Lord, open their Bibles in front of them, open up to the Psalms, and in that moment of struggle, be reminded of who our God is. That's the overarching theme that we find throughout the book of Psalms, that it's not just about you. In fact, that's why in the introduction, as we looked at Psalms 1 and 2, which sits as an introduction to the whole book, uh, I talked about the fact that this is actually about Jesus, that right from the very first word of the book of Psalms, is blessed is the man. And that man that he goes on to describe as a perfect man uh, who does not sin, who has never sinned, who never will sin. Well, that unfortunately doesn't sound like you and me very much. Uh, It is a description uh, in the Old Testament of the Christ who was to come. And so we're going to see pictures of that again and again in the Psalms. Uh, David just sort of, every time he pops up, he serves as a type of Christ. Uh, Christ the King, uh, Christ who comes to save and deliver and um, work on behalf of his people. And so David pops up a lot in the Psalms. A lot of the Psalms are attributed to him. Uh, And the other perspective we find in the Psalms is this uh, 
view from the eyes of mankind, sort of the point of view from man as he waits for the Savior, as he waits for this uh, perfect one or the son or the king as he's described in the Psalms. And so it's from that perspective, even we find it coming from the lips of David as he looks and says, God, how long is this going to continue? God, it, it feels like the enemy is winning and so he's looking, he's longing for this Savior to come. And I, I think that speaks really well to us in our moments of waiting and longing, looking to Christ for that final redemption. And until that day comes, we wait in hope. So Lord willing, we're going to spend uh, quite a while. In fact, the series, uh, given the fact that the last Sunday of every month, uh, we stop and go through something looking at discipleship. So this series should take us all the way up to Christmas and December as we start um, preparing for Advent and um, reminding our hearts of what it means that Christ, uh, the eternal Son of God, the glorious second person of the Trinity, uh, laid aside robes of majesty and clothed himself with frail humanity, came among us that he might bear our sins to the cross. It it is such a beautiful uh, season to remember Christ's coming and Christ's sacrifice. And before we get there, I hope we lay a good foundation for our hearts uh, to say, God, no matter what season I'm walking in, I will trust you. Uh, You are good and all that you do is good. Uh, Just a little exercise I would encourage you to do. Pray the Psalms. Uh, We we had a, a midweek podcast a few weeks ago where we actually just recorded one of our Wednesday morning uh, men's prayer gatherings where we just pray the Psalms. We, we start with whatever the day of the week is and we pray that Psalm. So today is the second you'd read Psalm 2 and then you basically can read them all the way through in a month. So you just uh, add 30 to that. So it 30 about the days in the month. So then you read Psalm 32 and Psalm 62 and so on. And as you do that, reading the Psalm and then just praying, um, it's a great way to pray God's word back to him, but also be reminded of his goodness and his faithfulness towards his people. I pray that God uses this in your life. I pray that he makes us more faithful because of our study in the Psalms. Uh, I'm excited about this coming weekend. Just a, a note about this weekend. Uh, we have the EWC Church Family Camp. So normally the wrap-up at the end of the midweek podcast is we have Sunday school at 9 a.m. We have service at 10 a.m. Uh, this week we're just having the service, but it's not going to be at the EWC building. It's going to be at Jonas and Kirsten Miller's house. Uh, the whole weekend is going to kick off on Friday night. So come and join us. There's camping. If you want to camp, you can do that. If you got an RV, get a hold of Jonas and Kirsten. They'll give you more information. Uh, if you want to set a, t- a tent, you can do that. If you want to go back and forth to your house, you can do that. But come and just spend days of unhurried, uh, not a whole lot of schedule. We've got lots of fun stuff that's that's on the agenda, but uh, not a really programmed time. It's just time for the body of Christ to be together, to build those deep bonds of fellowship Uh, to worship together, to be encouraged by God's word together. Uh, So come, just uh, build that connection with the body of Christ. Lord willing, uh, we'll see you then. Uh, Until then, uh, start reading the Psalms. Uh, Start investing some of your time and your heart uh, in God's word in the Psalm. And I believe and I pray it's going to encourage you. All right, God bless you. We'll see you at EWC Church Family Camp.